Hello and welcome to Josh Coleman's podcast, a place to have inspired conversation with interesting people. Today on our show, we've got Dan King, who is just an all-around cool fucking dude. There's something about his presentation and the way that he works with his energy that I find incredibly connectable and incredibly inspiring. We're also promoting an event happening Friday, November 16th here in Halifax called Soulgasm. So I'm going to put the link in the info. Enjoy. Hey, Dan. How you doing, man? Doing great, brother. How are you? Good. I'm really happy to have you on here. Yeah, my pleasure to be on here, man. So you do a lot of work in the world. You're doing a lot of cool spiritual work that's pretty off the cuff as well. Like, I don't think people could peg you as like a... a a softy, if that makes sense. <laughs> well, hopefully not, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me about your work and kind of like what led you to doing the, the spiritual stuff that you do. Yeah, absolutely, Dan. Um, I appreciate the question. It started in, uh, I guess, about 2006. That's when uh, the ability to communicate, um, uh, you know, with, with, with beings beyond the, uh, the physical realm started uh, happening. Um, what led up to it, I had some pretty major kind of spiritual experiences. I didn't grow up like this, that's for damn sure. You know, I mean, I was a professional wrestler in my, uh, in my 20s, um, early 20s, and, uh, you know, I ran my own business to cause promotions and that kind of thing. But I, was, I always had a kind of an open mind, I guess, about this, this, this stuff. And, um, yeah, leading up to 2006, I had, uh, I was in Angel Valley, which is a spiritual retreat in, um, in Sedona, Arizona, because I'd started to kind of become open to this, kind of pulled into this. I had a reading by a, by a, a, a medium, I guess, um, in Winnipeg in 2004, I believe it was, and just really cracked me wide open. I just kind of stumbled into the meeting with this lady, um, and then after that, I just needed to know more about it. So um, I was just kind of open to it. I'd only really read one book about it, which was Sylvia Brown's um, The Other Side and Back. I was going through some pretty uh, uh, big challenges in my, in my life at the time, so that kind of helped me realize that, you know, I wasn't alone in all of this, and, um, and uh, yeah, and then I started to promote uh, Sylvia Brown, funnily enough, and Deepak Chopra, people like that, and then, um, yeah, and then, like I was saying, I, I started hearing about this, uh, this Angel Valley just very synchronistically over and over again within a couple of weeks' time, and I'm like, okay, you know, some, some, someone or something's trying to tell me something, so I went there, um, spent only a few days there, but... Um, there's this one kind of big hill kind of in the back of the property that if you climb to the top of it, you can kind of oversee the whole property. It was beautiful. It was all surrounding that beautiful red rock uh, kind of Sedona vibe. And uh, this one day I walked up to the top of it, and all of a sudden I, I, I just see this flash, this huge vision of this huge being, for lack of a better term. And I kept hearing the, the name Michael, Michael, Michael over and over and over and over again in my mind. And it only lasted about five seconds, but it felt like a lifetime. And the vision came and went, and so did hearing that name. I kind of, you know, I knew I'd experienced something, but I wasn't quite sure, so I kind of just slept it off. And uh, the last day I'm on the, I'm on the grounds there, I'm leaving, I'm getting my car, and, and one of the groundskeepers comes up to me, and we're talking, she asked how, how, how I enjoyed my stay, and I said it was awesome, and then I happened to point at the hill, where I said I had climbed to every day. And, um, and, she's, and so I said, hey, so, you know, that was definitely my favorite spot. It's beautiful up there. And she said, oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah, that's Archangel Michael's favorite spot. <laughs> So that kind of was a huge slap in the face spiritually, and uh, you know I stayed calm, but inside I was losing my shit. I'm like, okay, I got to get out of this place, and that, that, that's a little weird. 
couple weeks later, I was in Vancouver uh, touring with Deepak, and uh, we'd had a couple successful shows in Victoria, Vancouver, and um, my employees and I, I decided to give him, you know, an extra day in Vancouver because everything was super successful. So we're just chilling, and uh, we're going to go out on the town. And I think actually we were going to go to a club or something that night. So we're walking downtown Vancouver, people everywhere, of course. It's downtown Van City, and uh, this homeless man makes a beeline for me out of nowhere and comes straight towards me. And like I said, there's a lot of people around. He could have went to anybody, but he comes right up to me, and he's shaking like a leaf, literally shaking like a leaf, and kept saying to me, I can't take this anymore. I'm schizophrenic. I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. And without any thought, I, I just grabbed his hand, like in a handshake, and I just started talking. And I just hadn't been doing this stuff yet. And I don't even know what the hell I told him or what came through me or however you want to put it, but I'm assuming it was similar to what I talk about now. And at one point, um, I said to him, you're not the same person that you were five minutes ago. And right when I said that, Josh, I literally felt a jolt through our hands. I don't know if it came from him to me or me to him or whatever, but we both kind of got the jolt and he instantaneously stopped shaking. And he looks at me right in my eyes and with this newfound calm, and he says to me, why am I not scared anymore, Dan? And Josh, brother, I never told the guy my fucking name. <laughs> wow. <laughs> my name didn't come out once. I know that for a fact. I don't remember what I said to him, but I know I never told him my name because I remember how hard it hit me when I heard him say my name. So I just remember him hugging me and saying, thank you, Dan, thank you, Dan, thank you, Dan. I remember reaching in my pocket. I had 320s. I gave it to him. I said, look, you're going to walk that way. I'm going to go walk that way. And your, your life's never going to be the same again. And again, I didn't know what the hell I was talking about, but I knew what I said or what I was saying was right. So, and I had two employees just off to the side watching this all go down. So he walks away, and I and, and I go up to them, and they're like, what the hell went down there, man? And I said, you know what? I don't know what the hell happened, but just give me kind of, you know, give me a few minutes to kind of let this settle, what did happen, and I'll kind of try and reiterate it to you. But I said, boys, I don't know what the fuck God is, but whatever it is, I just experienced it right there. <laughs> and so we walked a little bit, and uh, it's a few minutes after this whole, whole ordeal, and there's this little kind of uh, back lane off to the side. Nobody around, so I'm like, hey, let's kind of pull off to the side here, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you guys what, what, what happened as best of, you know, as I can. So we're standing in a circle, just the three of us. So if anybody would have walked up behind any one of us, we would have seen them. So I'm telling them what happened. And, it's, and at one point, dude, I literally look over my shoulder, and that fucking guy is standing right there. Like, out of nowhere. Okay, he yeah. literally came out of nowhere, because my two employees would have seen him walk up, and they would have recognized him. It just happened a few minutes before. And so, like I said, I look over my shoulder, he's boom, right there. Again, calm as day, he puts his hand on my shoulder and says, I just wanted to thank you again, Dan, and just walked away. Wow. And dude, one of my employees just started bawling his eyes out, like not from sadness, but just that reaction to the energy. And I remember specifically, he explained it as a spiritual kick in the balls. <laughs> because, you know, like none of us could explain what the hell had just happened. And uh, my, my other employee, he was more open to the stuff, you know, so he didn't have that big of a reaction, but he was still like, holy shit, what the hell just went down there? And I literally walked away just scratching my head. Two weeks after that in Winnipeg, I'm at an uh, Earl's restaurant. Um, it's called, I don't know if you guys got Earl's out there, but um, it was a pretty popular restaurant out here. And uh, we're sitting, you know, at a table. We're having some drinks and some, uh, and some lunch. And my waitress's dead father came through. I saw this guy in my mind, like in my third eye kind of thing. And I kept hearing Richard. And so, and this waitress was talking to my buddy at the table, and it's like somebody like slapped me in the back of the head just to spit it out. I literally just said, who's Richard? 
And she looks at me all weird. She goes, well, that's my dead father. And I'm like, okay. And I started explaining what he looked like. And he said a few things. And she's like, holy shit, you're scaring the hell out of me right now. <laughs> and and I remember saying to her, I'm scaring the hell out of you. I'm talking to your dead father. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm trying to lighten the load a little bit. And since then, man, it just took on a life of its own. Anywhere I would go, um, you know, I'd be drawn to people. And then spirits would come through for them. And then after that, it just evolved into what I call downloads of just information about life. And, you know, even though I had read that one book by Sylvia Brown early on, it's like I was never allowed to read another book, and I got the understanding later on that I wasn't intended to be influenced by any other teachings so that I could know that what I was getting was 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 authentic and was uninfluenced. And then as I would go along, of course, I would see quotes from different people throughout, throughout history that would be very much in line um, with, what, what, with what I was getting. And... You know, which was a blessing because, number one, I knew I wasn't crazy and uh, and wasn't the only one that knew this stuff. And most importantly, I knew that it was true, and which just gave me the confidence to keep sharing it whenever the hell it would come up. And, um, you know, I, I, I just, well, you know what it's like, too. And, you know, I mean, you share this information with people, and there's nothing like what it does for others. Yeah. And um, so it just took on a life of its own, and here I am doing it to this day. It's been over 10 years. And uh, I never saw it coming. I can, I can, I can tell you that. But um, I couldn't be doing anything else. I could also so, what was it like to go from a person doing again? You're saying you're doing more sports and wrestling and that kind of stuff. And uh, you yeah, said you're yeah. doing boxing sports commentating yeah. as well. You were a boxing commentator. Uh, no, 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 no. I was just telling you that um, early on because that's where I got the stage name Dan King from. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, because Don King was the famous box promoter and I was a concert promoter. So gotcha. people couldn't, uh, you know, pronounce or understand my real last name, which is a lot of boys. So uh, I needed some sort of nickname to go with, and so I just ran with that. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, you know, yeah, I did pro wrestling. You know, I've worked for corporations. I was doing my own, and I had my own business, like I said, as a concert promoter. But I was specializing in spiritual speakers, um, ironically enough. <laughs> and then I've become one myself. But, um, <laughs> That's awesome. The transition, the transition, though, to answer your question, Josh, was oddly natural. Even when, you know, this, that story I just told you about the first time it happened when this, 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 this girl's father came through, you know, it should have it should have felt more weird. It should have been more of a, holy shit, what just went down, but there was a natural feel to it. And of course, looking back, I mean, clearly it's what I'm meant to do. So my soul just kind of just reacted to it and like, okay, let's roll. This is who, who we are and what we're here to do. Um, but, it, but, but logically, uh, it shouldn't have been so natural, but it yeah. just was. Yeah, and uh, it doesn't mean it was an easy ride, especially when in the beginning when I was like, hey, it's coming through. I, it's my duty to fucking do this and tell them. You know, um, it's, it's, it's especially big dudes in the nightclub, they don't really, they aren't there to hear about their deep issues. And they're not in the, you know, they don't want to, like, heal in front of all their buddies and, and, and girls and all this stuff, especially when they're out having a few drinks. It wasn't always taken uh, all that well, but <laughs> thankfully it's done more good than bad over the years. And um, I've never got punched in the face yet, so so well, far so good. You know, that's the thing that I find the most fascinating about you, though, is uh, if someone just saw you off the street and they weren't sensitive to that kind of energy stuff, they might think, "Oh, he's just like a he's a he's a dude," you know. And but I feel like yeah, that's yeah, actually yeah. a really great position for you to be in because you're going to be more connectable to those people um, that actually probably need this even more than people who are quote unquote spiritual, right? Well, you know, dude, like you couldn't have said that better. I and and, and I really appreciate you saying that because I've, I've felt for a long time now that that's why 
my soul has chosen this personality, but also to do this kind of work while here, is to, you know, hopefully while I'm doing this work, I'm also breaking down the stereotypes of what a quote-unquote spiritual person is intended to be. Because as you and I both know, whether someone realizes or not, you're a fucking spiritual person because you've got to be spirit first before you can be human. Um, So hopefully, you know, that's a role I'm here to play too, is to, like I said, break down those stereotypes and make people realize, hey, whoever you are, you know, you can be aware of this stuff. It doesn't mean you're going to grow wings in a fucking halo. <laughs> you know, you can tap into this information that we all really know underneath, you know, deep down buried underneath this meat suit that we're all wearing. Um, and it's all not only what we know, but it's who we truly are. And we're living in the most exciting time, I believe, in human history, where this mass awakening, if you want to call it, uh, is happening. And um, just people and people, or more and more people, are, are, are remembering who and what this, who and what we truly are, what this is all about, why we're here, and how we can do something about yeah, it. Yeah, and again, I think you're killing that role, and I, I really appreciate it. Um, oh, well, thank you, you brother. You, I yeah, the world to me. And you just spoke about this massive shift in consciousness. Could imagine a person yeah. had never heard of that before, and they're, they're listening to this because I try to make sure these things as accessible as possible. What is yeah. that? Do you think? And what do you think it's going to look like as these things start to change? Oh, well, that's a great question, man. Um, well, what it is, again, you know, I feel it's just a coming back to who and what we truly are, meaning um, from the information that I've received, and, you know, maybe I'm oversimplifying it, but I try to simplify the hell out of this stuff because, um, you know, like you so perfectly said earlier, you know, I, I, I hope to be relatable, not only personally, but I want this information to be relatable to as many people as possible. There's too many complicated things in this world, and really the truth is quite simple. Um, so what I've received information-wise in terms of why this plane of existence is even here, uh, it's basically uh, what we call God or Source or the Universe, Allah, whatever name you want to give it to it, it's all the same consciousness at the end of the day. It's really that Source consciousness playing a game with itself, um, and that is ultimately like the ultimate game of, of, of hide-and-go-seek, meaning we incarnate as individualizations of this one common Source, into this illusion of separation of, of, of physicality in order to forget who we are to hopefully come to a point where we remember who and what we all are. And it's through that process of forgetting in order to remember that we create an evolution. And, I mean, whether people are into spirituality or not, most people will agree that there's constant evolution everywhere in life. I mean, life is just constantly evolving. And that's basically what I feel that God is. It's just that divine consciousness that continuously evolves through knowing somehow what the hell it's doing on such an intricate level that's beyond explanation. But the beauty of it is that you don't have to explain shit. It's all around you. If people would just look, if we just learn to look, we will see that there has to be something behind this. And if we look at ourselves, there has to be something behind us, behind why we're here, behind who we are. I mean, this can't all just be some random shit. I mean, there's a lot of people, Josh, that think People like you and I, who talk about this stuff, are batshit crazy. But I believe it's batshit crazy to not think that there's something behind this. Mm-hmm. To not, or, or to, I think it's crazy to think that this is all just some random occurrence and we're all just here to be born, just worry and struggle and just accumulate as much physical bullshit as possible to one day die. That just doesn't jive with me. Um, so again, what this plane of existence is to me is a platform for evolution. And all these individualizations of source that we are 
um, are here to go through our own processes, our own experiences in order to evolve. And that's why we go through so much crazy shit, so much tr pain, so much trauma, because that instigates growth. The process of getting through those hard times, the process of transcending those hard times, the process of not loving ourselves and depending on external means to, to, to feel worthy and then getting to the point where we realize that that shit just doesn't work and being forced to come to a place where we have to cultivate self-acceptance and self-love. That's the process that allows us to evolve. So at the end of the day, I think that this is all, like I said, soul school. Um, and it's a platform for the soul's evolution, all coming back to that initial state of what we, what we truly all are, which is love. And when I say love, I don't mean airy-fairy, all shits and giggles necessarily. I mean unconditional love, meaning whatever has to happen for our greatest good will happen. And a lot of people ask me, as I'm sure a lot of people ask you, well, okay, if, if, if God is love and all this shit, well then, why do so many bad things happen? Well, we need the darkness in order to bring light. And again, this plane of existence was created as the opposite, I feel, of what we truly all are, which is love. It's been created based on fear, because uh, using the whole kind of strategy that we need to, to think we are who, we're, who we aren't in order to remember who we are. So again, it's a plane of existence all for evolution. Forget in order to remember is a game we're all playing, but now more than ever, more and more people are remembering. And um, I think a part of your question was, okay, well, what is this awakening happening? Well, because it's just time. I believe that there's a grand plan in place here um, that can't ultimately be fucked with at the end of the day. Uh, I think that this intelligence that we all emanate from knows exactly what it's doing, and it's a self-correcting system. So no matter how many bad choices we might, we might make, um, it's always going to bring us back to the intended goal. And again, we're all individualizations of the same thing. So we're all the same thing working towards the same goal, no matter how much we, we might forget at times. And just whatever is necessary in order to remember is happening. And I don't necessarily think everybody is supposed to remember. I think that there is uh, benefit in all experiences. I think that some souls choose to learn through staying in fear, and that's cool. I think that there's benefit to that as well. But I think that there is a specific amount of individuals here to play a role in raising that frequency. Um, again, the frequency being from fear back to love. Now, the other, I think, part of your question was, well, what does that look like? I have no idea, brother. I mean, um, <laughs> I think it can go two ways. I think it all can honestly go two ways as far as I'm feeling, and that's that. It, you know, that um, the people who are here to be that wave of love really create a shift so much so that it becomes a cool thing, so that even those who aren't really understanding or even into this stuff, they just follow suit and start acting more from love because it's just a cool thing, and hey, whatever works, man, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, the other aspect of it, I think that there's a possibility that we somehow shift on out of here, and that might sound crazy to people, it sounds crazy to me to come out of my own mouth. But, I, but what I've learned in this life, man, and I'm sure you can agree, is that anything is possible. Um, so there might come a time where, you know what, if, 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 if the collective isn't doing it good enough, then those who are on a certain frequency just somehow shift on out of here to a different reality. Um, you know, I mean, anything is possible. It could, but, that could um, look like... But that's the extent of the information that I've gotten on that. And, and that topic, could so. look like a death, if you know what I mean. Like, it could look like a person oh, absolutely. just dies. Yeah, but, yeah, 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 for sure. But, um, for sure. yeah, I, I have to say, personally, and it's actually me being attached to outcome, I would love for the first scenario to happen. <laughs> oh, me too, brother. And, 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 and trust me, I'm as attached to that as, as, as you are, because, because uh, we all deserve to live in that reality. 
and I don't want anybody to be left behind. And that's just the kind of dude I am. I was brought up that way by two great parents uh, who just really cared about other people, probably gave gave to a fault, you know. Um, and I just, you know, and, and, and that's probably why I've stuck around with people too long myself, just really wanting them to get this because I know what's on the other side of getting it, and I know you're the same way. Um, but again, at the end of the day, it's really out of our hands, yeah, right? We that's what, do what we're here to do. Yeah. Yeah, um, so I've, I've been forced to learn letting go, <laughs> um, uh, because otherwise I just start drowning, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, some people just, just don't want to swim, and that's cool, and, 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 but that's their own path as well. And again, like I was saying earlier, I've come to learn that that's just as equally beautiful and perfect and valuable of an experience as getting this stuff, yeah. you know? Yep, no, that makes a lot of sense to me, and, and obviously... Yeah, there's. I, I know there's been people in my life where I've wanted them to quote-unquote heal or liberate or whatever, and then it's funny because when I finally let go of that whole thing, sometimes people just go through their own thing anyway, and they do, you know, so it yeah. has nothing to do with me anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so you host these events called Soulgasm, and there's mm-hmm. one coming to Halifax, there's one going to New Brunswick, and you're pretty much doing a cross-country tour right now, right? Yeah, yeah, we're just on the tail end of it. Uh, the Calgary, Canmore, Edmonton, uh, Winnipeg is coming up this Sunday, and then yeah, you, you, me, and uh, Laura Burns from uh, from Halifax. There, we're doing Halifax, and then on to St. John um, for the last uh, the last show of, of, of this year, at least. So, tell me if you could about what your intention is with Soulgasm and what people tend to experience when they're there. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, it all, for me, it all comes down to 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 guiding people back to self love. Um, you, know, you know, I'm called a medium, you know, and all these things. And yes, I do that kind of thing. But I mean, if I was to settle on a title, and I know you and I were talking about this a while ago. We both kind of don't like the title thing, but at the same time, we realize it's probably a good idea to let people know kind of what we do. Yeah. Um, just so if they're interested in it, they might want to come, right? So. Um, I settled on, on the title Spiritual Conduit because it's so much more than just quote-unquote talking to dead people. And it's more so about the information that I've come aware of uh, through, through, through doing this work intuitively. And it's about giving people very real-world reasons as to why they have every reason to love themselves. Um, and um, simply because I believe that everyone deserves to have that experience. And most of all, because individually loving people create a collectively loving world. And that is most of all the type of world that I believe, I fuck believe, that I know uh, that we all deserve to experience. So um, what I talk about is what God is not. Um, I don't know if any of us could truly explain what it is, but I damn sure um, have a good idea what it isn't. Um, so we talk about that just to get away from the, how, from, from like the hellfire and brimstone bullshit that we've been spoon-fed throughout our lives. Um, and, um, and I talk about who and what we truly are. I talk about why we're here, what this human existence is, is created for, you know, a lot of, or some of which I touched on earlier. Um, and, um, and then kind of, you know, and, and, and spirit really just takes it from there, um, and just kind of, you know, shares information that's going to relate to each and every person there. It's all universal truth, meaning relates to each and every human being in this world. And then we do a Q&A at the end of the show where everybody can literally ask us anything. And I'm so pumped to be sharing that panel with you and Laura. Uh, people are really going to have an all-inclusive experience here uh, where it's not just me going off on my F-bombing uh, 
tangent. <laughs> I love your upcoming um, tangents, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thank you, but uh, but I'm, you know I'm, I'm I'm so pumped to have you there, and um, like if, if 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 no one's experienced your energy in person, like they really need to come and check you out, man. You have this uh, unexplainable vibe about you that just puts you in this calm uh, that I think you know everybody is really seeking. Um, but you know, it's easy when you come see Jaws because you, you don't got to smoke any weed or anything like that. I mean, fuck, you can do that for for all I care. I mean, hey, it's soulgasm. There's no yeah, exactly, but, uh, <laughs> you know. But um, yeah, man, and, and I mean, you, you, I mean, you're a transformational speaker yourself. You, you know, you share so much amazing information. I can't wait to experience your your meditation segment myself as well. Okay, no judgment. If if people want yeah. to smoke weed before they come, just don't do coke. Yeah, I'm just, well, no, I'm just joking, man. I'm just joking. Yeah. I'm just like... it, well, well, no, but that's not a bad idea, though. Because, <laughs> and not there's anything wrong with with, with, with with doing coke here and there. I guess if that's if that's what floats your boat. But but we would ask for people to be in a very receptive state <laughs> and clear. Um, and I mean, you know, like with weed, it doesn't like alter who you are. It just you know, it might put you in a more receptive state, right? Yeah. Coke, not so much. You're you know, you're going to be wanting to do push-ups. Yeah, and, exactly. And a little arm wrestling. Throw, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, and so, so so again, it really comes down to guiding people to being their authentic self, and that's really what it's about. That's what really uh, uh, self love creates. I feel is authenticity and, and soulgasm. That term was given me from spirit, and what it represents to me is the act of being your authentic self. So merging who you're here to be with who you truly are, which is that soul and a human body, merging that with your humanness and living your soul's highest purpose. Um, and then, of course, not because I don't want to leave Laura out here. She is going to be doing live audience readings. So literally, random. She goes to whoever she feels drawn to, and spirit comes through. So not only are they getting live readings, but they're also getting a and A where they can really ask us anything. So it is for real the most all-inclusive experience anybody I think could have, and definitely nothing anyone's experienced in the spiritual realm of things because there's nothing airy fairy about about any of us. And not that that's a bad thing. I mean, that relates to a certain group of people, but I think. The, the majority of people don't really uh, subscribe to the softness thing about life because life ain't that soft. Uh, it's beautiful, it's perfect, but it definitely ain't soft. So if you want a real talk about real life type of shit, but from a very guiding spiritual perspective, soulgasm is the event that that, that, that you must experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree, and uh, really looking forward to hosting it with you. Um, yeah, man. And I want to just so give one vouch. Yeah, I want to give a vouch for Laura as well. I've had personal sessions with her where we've gone deep and she's brought up some very important shit. <laughs> like, oh, like, she is amazing. She's amazing. Like, well, that's another one. That, yes, she's a medium and, and, can, and, and, and acts as a messenger for, for people who pass on, but, but it's far, it far supersedes that as well. And she is amazing. I mean, we do swaps here and there. You know, I'll book a reading with her, you know, if I feel like, you know, hey, I could use some guidance. Um, and every time it's just, it's just an indescribable experience. Yeah. That's, that's been my experience with her too. Um, so if people were looking to contact you personally as well, outside of Soulgasm, um, do you have a website or do you have, um, something that people can go to? Yeah, absolutely. The website is mysoulgasm.com. Uh, there's just a splash page up there right now because we're revamping everything. I'm preparing for the official launch. Um, of the Soulgasm series, which is my book series coming out soon. Yes. Uh, the first book is called um, God Isn't Religious, 
Um, got an agent already as well, so that's exciting. I don't know how long the process is to get the publisher in that, and it's actually Sylvia Brown's ex-manager. Nice. Um, so it's a really cool opportunity, but again, it could be a process to get the publisher, so I am, I, you know, I will have books independently available, hopefully within a month. Um, but you can get at me through uh, the website, also, of course, social media, Facebook, uh, facebook.com uh, slash soulgasm. I'm on Instagram as well, Dan, at Dancing Soulgasm. Uh, you can email my assistant, Susan, at mysoulgasm.com or call 204-888-5000 to book a one-on-one Damn. or if you're interested in booking a speaking gig as well. Loving that number. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it uh, worked out pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, so there's one thing that I ask people at the end of these uh, podcasts, and it's just if yeah. you if you... Um, could give one message to the world. And I know that's a bit hard because life is so dynamic and stuff, but if you could give, if you had an airplane that could fly a message that all of a sudden just like a million people all read at the same time, and uh, what what would you say? Wow, that's a great question, man. Especially if you want me to sum it up, that's a, that's a great question and a tough one, like you said. Um you know what? You know what comes to mind is, um, and I'm going to quote one of my favorite artists, man, and that's Bob Marley, and that's every little thing is going to be all right. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, there's no better way I could put it. You know, I could go into all the reasons as to why, but if I wanted everybody, if there was one thing I could say that they would just accept it as truth and then roll with it, it's every little thing is going to be all right. That's beautiful, Dan. Thank you. Is there anything else okay, that you want to uh, do? You want to expand on, or do you want to wrap her up? Well, hey, it's your show, brother. I mean, we, we, we can keep going, but I'm cool, man. I mean, All right, cool. Yeah, well, I, no, think, I think anyone listening to this would have just got a massive taste of who you are, and, uh, and, oh, and I'm hoping to, again, direct interest towards you, because I think that what you offer is something that can really help people, and no matter where the fuck they are on their path, too, which is pretty unique. Well, thank you so much, man. I'm so grateful. Cool. I, I love you, Dan. I'll see you soon. I love you, too, brother. We'll see you soon. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions for the podcaster today, send an email to questionjcp at gmail.com. That's Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N-J-C-P at gmail.com. 